St. Mary Magdalene. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daughters Podcast. We're six young Catholic friends just trying to live out our identities as beloved daughters of God. We want to share our conversations with you in hopes that you too might see the ways that God is working in the joyful and the sorrowful mysteries of your lives. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. So um, I recently went on a Sisters of Life retreat. And one of the things that they gave us to pray with was the story of the death and resurrection of Lazarus. And it's like one of those stories I've heard a million times. <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go again. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not going to have any new reflections on this. This is like very classic. But um, when I read it this time, I was really moved by the way that the Lord reacted to the people in this story. So I'm quickly going to just read a part of it so we can enter into it. But basically, background, Jesus is um, kind of doing his own thing. They come and tell him Lazarus is dying, and he's like, cool, like it's not going to end in death. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, And so by the time he actually gets there, Lazarus has died. And then Martha runs out to him and says, Lord, like, had you been here, my brother would have died. And then um, Mary comes to him. So this is John 11. Basically, let's see. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So Jesus, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and the stone was lying against it. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. So Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? Dot, dot, dot. Um, When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. So the first thing that just really moved me was that Jesus was moved with pity at his friend. Um, And I was just thinking of all the times in my life where I've been deeply wounded and deeply hurt and um, where you could have really said those same words to, to the father, like, Jesus, had you been here, like, this relationship wouldn't have failed the way that it did. Or Jesus, had you been here, like I wouldn't have had to have this surgery, this reconstructive surgery. Just thinking of like all the places in our life that have been so wounding. Um, And so just kind of meditating with this and realizing like Jesus is moved with pity at all of the places in our lives where we have been hurt. Um, But also just like in this story, like he doesn't call us to just stay there. So he's moved with pity. He sits with us in those dark places, but then he resurrects us just like he resurrected Lazarus. Um, and so kind of coming from that, like God is a very, very personal God. 
And I think sometimes it's easy to think like he's in heaven. He's far away from us. He's not personal. He's just kind of like the guy in the clouds who does things for us when we ask him um, or gets angry when we're being dumb. Um, But really, like he desires a personal relationship with us. And so I thought maybe today, first of all, maybe we can talk about some of maybe what stirred your heart with this story, just in that, like, where have you been here, X, Y, and Z. Um, But also, like, personal relationship with God. It's a very amazing thing. Made me think about um, footprints in the sand Mm -hmm. and um, how, for those of you who don't know, um, it's, it's, a poem yeah and Mm -hmm. um it basically um talks about how there's two pairs of footprints in on a beach and how a man had a dream i guess this was okay butchering it but basically (laughs) there's a man and jesus and there's two sets of footprints on the sand and then there's at one point the footprints it goes from two sets to just one set and um and the man says to jesus you know that's when i needed you the most and you left me And Jesus said, no, that's when I carried you. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading that for the very first time. And in fact, pretty much every time I read it, I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen? Like, there's two and now there's one. And then (laughs) I know what's going to happen. But then when I read it and Jesus (laughs) says, it was then that I carried you, I'm always like, that's so beautiful and so true. And we just we can look at our lives and look at the times when we needed Christ the most. And it's not that he left us, it's that he literally carried us through that. Yeah. Yeah, there's this essay that was read to me when I was in junior high. It it's called The Room. And there's a there's some sort of controversy around it because the I guess the story behind it is that a high school student wrote it for a paper and now there's all these things like, oh, it was plagiarized. But that doesn't take away from the message of the essay, which is really great. <laughs> but basically, he it's an essay on what the author believes the afterlife to be like. And he finds himself in this room and it's full of file cabinets. And when he opens them, he realizes that it's like a... a library of his life it has every single action he's ever done whether good or bad and so it has like files full of like tv shows that he's watched and he's like embarrassed at how long it is compared to the length of like the file of books he's read but on every like index card his name is signed and it's like he signed away like that decision when he chose to do it and he finds a file of sins essentially and he opens it and he's so ashamed And he thinks to himself, like, no one can find this room. And Jesus walks in. And it's the moment he had opened the file that said, people I've shared the gospel with. Mm -hmm. And he could count the number of people on one hand. And it, like, shook him and brought him to tears. And he was ashamed. And Jesus walked in. And his thought was, like, no, not here, like anybody but Jesus. And he, like, stayed on the ground and was crying and he said he felt Jesus like come up to him and when he looked up Jesus was also crying Mm -hmm. and I don't that image is like something that I reflect on a lot when I'm struggling just the fact that like God isn't looking at me like oh like they're there like (laughs) patting me on the head like that's okay like he's genuinely like sorrowful with us in those moments Mm -hmm. that we're upset it's not like he's just there like oh it's okay like I'll try to comfort you like he also is experiencing 
pain when we experience pain. Um, but yeah, it's so beautiful. Like the essay goes on. Jesus goes to every single like card in the file and signs his name over it. Oh and that's like, yeah, it's oh. such a good essay. Everyone should read it. But he like signs it in blood just to signify, yeah, like through the crucifixion. Like that's what he did for us. Oh my gosh, this is like like part of my conversion. Okay, so I was on, like, like, on the verge of tears Oh my right gosh, now. I'm not. I shake every time I tell this story because I like my voice always shakes when I tell things important to me because I'm just like, oh. but it's like letting go of a piece of myself. But really, this was like one of the things I heard I was like 13 and it was like so powerful like just that the image that it like conjured in my mind and it's never left so that's what I think of podcast. <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us. and that's the end of the podcast <laughs> wow <sighs> that also yeah it's so cool how that goes back to it being personal too like Jesus didn't die just for like generic sins of the world like oh all these like terrible things that happened like all these ways that like people have been hurt like you know generic things it's like each sin specifically like that was signed away by the author of that story that he chose to commit like he didn't have to like pay for that like Jesus took it over mm-hmm. and like signed his name over it mm-hmm. and it's like that is powerful like all these things that he was ashamed of and that he did specifically and like saw in front of him yeah what do you guys think like how does Jesus make himself personal to you that's another thing that I've been just very aware of lately is that God loves us in such unique ways. It's and it's personal. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a personal relationship. It's not a generic relationship that God has with every single one of His children. Um, I was reading Awakening Love, which is a um, book of Ignatian meditation on the Song of Songs, and one of the reflection questions was like, "How does God love you uniquely?" And that actually stopped me in my tracks, mm-hmm. and I went into like just deep agony because I was like, "I don't know." Um, and I came to this point where I realized I was trying, like, I have so many holy friends, like case in point, this podcast, like (laughs) I've got a bunch of just really amazing women who I can really easily see how God loves them individually, um, and see the way that God moves in their life. But I had a really hard time, like seeing, oh my gosh, like, how does he love me? Um, because I saw how, how they were being loved and I tried to fit the mold of that person. Like, Mm. um, my best friend, Lauren, she praise like she's very imaginative and she she prays she's so much like a child and it's really beautiful and so I try to put myself into that place of like let me pray like a child let me pray very imaginatively and that's not me at all and so I feel like I've prevented that personal relationship with God from happening because I've been trying to fit the mold of another person so I'm just interested to hear and I think it would be good for the listeners to hear that like God speaks to us and it has a relationship with us in very different ways. So I don't know if people would be willing to share like how they feel God is in a relationship with them, I guess. Is- mm. This is going to sound very weird, but um, so my mom for the listeners is not Catholic and never has been Christian or baptized or anything. Um, and, but she would, my dad was Catholic. And so he would take us to church and she would come with us. And 
she was telling me at one point that she never minded going to church with us because she would always kind of be aware of some kind of presence. And she's told me that I was probably like 16 when she was telling me this. And she told me that every time she was in church, she would get shivers and she just like knew that there was some kind of presence there. And since then I was, I've like kept that in mind. And that is, I feel like God's way of telling me he is in the room. Mm -hmm. Like I can't really explain it, but frequently when I'm praying in the morning or um, and Eucharistic adoration and just like, Lord, like show me your presence here. Like I, I'm staring at this piece of bread in this very beautiful monstrance and I have no idea that, you know, it's hard to know that you are there. And like all of a sudden I will just be overtaken by like head to toe shivers. Um, and it feels like almost one of those like inside joke things. Like it always makes me smile a little bit. It's not like scary or anything like that, but it's like, <laughs> like this is this little thing that, you know, my mom told me this one time and now all of you know, but um, that is a very personal thing. Yeah. Um, and little ways in which he reveals himself to me, like little things that I'll have thought about and not shared with anyone, but then it'll come up in conversation or it'll like I'll see something on my commute or I'll, I don't know, see a particular flower or something like that where it's just like, Lord, like you knew that was on my heart. And I know that like I know that you knew kind of thing. And I know <laughs> that like you put this here for me. Um and I frequently have that, too, when I'm in nature specifically. And I like to think about frequently, you know, my husband and I, last Christmas, we were at the Grand Canyon with my in-laws. And we're sitting here looking at it. And I was like, God knew one day we were going to be here at this place in time and, like, created this beauty knowing that I was going to be here. Like, me. Mm-hmm. I was going to be here. Um, and just that this was going to move my soul towards him. Even though there are hundreds of thousands of people who go to the you know, Grand Canyon National Park every single day, it's there for me specifically. And that's something that's always brought me like very close to him in the fact that it's very personal, even though there are hundreds of thousands of people who see it. Mm. I feel like the two ways that God kind of woos me, like the first one is through letters. Like I feel like, um, I feel like the Lord speaks to me in, in writing and in journaling um, and just always brings me to tears because of how personal it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second way I feel like God moves me is very nerdy, <laughs> but it's actually kind of through math and like numbers. <laughs> Stay with me here. <laughs> so I, I feel like certain, like the way that certain dates align or like, for example, mm-hmm. like 54 day novenas, like though they tire me greatly, like they, like God pursues my heart in like his timing, like numerical timing like I don't know what it is but it always gets me and like I always catch it and I always say like I see what you did there God it is crazy <laughs> one of them I'll tell you eventually but so funny. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell Jonathan first yeah. Ooh, okay. that's the fiance <laughs> <laughs> wait what was that first one that you said uh, through oh. letters yeah do you journaling. mean like oh you're just journal okay when you're journaling gotcha mm-hmm. I do feel like that happened, at least for me, that happens through other people, though, as well. Like, especially things with my husband where I don't tell him about something, but then, like, he'll do something. Like, I, he's not a love language or um, a, oh, gosh, what is it? Words, thank you, words of affirmation Mm -hmm. person. Um, But it is definitely one of mine. And there have been times where I've been like, Lord, like, I wish, like, this 
is feeling kind of lacking in our relationship. Like, I wish he would say more things to me or whatever. And the next day, he, like, gave me a letter. Mm. Um, And just little ways in which, like, again, it's very much in between me and God, but he'll choose to personally love me through others Mm. by putting something on their heart. Mm. I've definitely felt that before from other people, just, like, um, one of my favorite mentors, Denise, has done, done things where it's like she's given me a gift before that I was like, I've been praying for this and told absolutely no one. Like, mm-hmm. how did you know? Um, it's just crazy how that works. It's beautiful. It's good to have people in your life who are open to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I think um, it can be, I don't know if um, any of you have experienced this, but I find myself when I hear of other people's relationship with God and like... Um, certain people have like very mystical experiences with God and very, um, you know, feel like they can hear him or they, I don't know, just very beautiful experiences. And it sometimes makes me feel like, am I not holy enough to have these mystical experiences, you know? And um, this feeling of like, oh yeah, you need to be at a certain level of holiness for God to present himself in this way. And um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who's also going through this right now and very much trying to adopt other people's like way of communicating with God. And what I was saying is that your way is your way with God and it's not any better and it's not any worse than all these other ways that people communicate with him. But it's like, if we look at our closest friends and I was telling her like, you and I have a very specific relationship. You and I bond over food. Like we love going out and eating. We love baking. Um, But you bond with this other person going on a hike. If you start taking me on hikes... It's not going to work out. <laughs> French like, is done. <laughs> we've got to eat, you know? Like, we've got to be sitting and, and eating. And and so sometimes I think we um, mm. we want to have someone else's experience with God because we think it's greater. And mm. it's like, no, like, your relationship with God is so unique. You've been building it your whole life, wherever you are on your faith journey. And even if it hasn't even started yet, like, you still have a relationship with God. Mm even if you don't realize it. And God has still met you where you are in all these ways. Um, So I think it's important to, um, and I say this out loud so I can hear it myself too, (laughs) like it's important to just trust in the fact that God is a personal God and I have a very personal relationship with him. And maybe I'm not gonna, um, like you mentioned chills, like I don't feel chills. I have a friend who's like, um hair like the hair on her arms just like raises or something never happened to me but i feel his presence in in different ways yeah i think something that's important to keep in mind too is that if god didn't want your relationship specifically you literally would not exist like you exist because you and like you have something that is very unique and personal that god desires to be in communion with um yeah you would be dead like right it wouldn't exist I think, too, like, he created us, right? Like, he knows the interior working of our hearts more so than we do. And I I remember I was at a college retreat, and one of the students was giving a witness, and she was talking about how God, you know, her conversion story and how God was just, like, working very slowly in her heart. And, you know, retrospectively, she could tell, like, he had been spending months just bringing her a little bit closer to him and a little bit closer to him in just very small ways. She was saying, like, you know, I've never had this great big conversion story, and, like, I'm so glad 
glad that I didn't. You know, at first she was very disheartened by this because she'd hear of these like radical, like St. Augustine level conversions. And she was upset about it. And she's like, but if he had done that to me, I wouldn't have been ready for it. Like, I'm not the type of person who responds well to like something coming totally out of the blue. And I was sitting there thinking if he had tried to work that slowly and that smallly small is that a word um it is now it is now um if he had tried to work in such little ways in my heart i would have missed it i would not be here we would not you know i would not be in mass on sundays but he needed to take a two by four to my head and like whack me over the head with it and say like all right rach here we go (laughs) come on um but he knew my heart and that's i don't i mean that's my frequent prayers like lord if you want this to happen you gotta really let me know um (laughs) Because otherwise, like, but that's me, and that's our relationship. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, you're really deep in thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking that I'm still discovering it. You know, I don't, I don't know, and I've definitely fallen prey to trying to model my relationship with God after others' relationships with Him. Um, and I've, I've found more peace in that, in knowing that I'm not like other people. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. I I think I'm still discovering it. And I I would say that the times that I see it most clearly are retrospectively. And I I also journal a lot. I basically, like, yeah, I've been journaling forever. And so, like, kind of just going back sometimes and reading Mm. and seeing those threads that he has woven throughout my life Mm. or different ways that prayers have been answered um, is just, yeah, that's just really cool. And I see him in those small details. And I'm such a, like, a details person, and I like delight in little things um like this is this is almost silly but I I was in a library at school when I went to BU and I was walking through the shelves with someone and I was running my hand along the shelf and I was like okay tell me I said to the person with me tell me when to stop and he's like okay stop now and so I stopped and I pulled out a book and I'm flipping through the book and I'm like tell me when to stop on a page and he told me to stop. And so I opened it up. I was like, okay, right side or left side? And he said, left side. And the first line was, love, we are in the palm of God's hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was this poem by uh, Robert Browning or Richard Browning. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it was just, I remember standing there, my mouth agape, like, what (laughs) just yeah just crazy and it was so it didn't it didn't mean any there was no like ulterior meaning I don't think you know it was like God just reminding me that I'm in his hand it was Mm. just such a sweet thing and he knows that like those things make me so excited Mm. I love those little seeming coincidences that really aren't coincidences so I think though for you and this is where it's really easy for me to see how God loves other people you love things like you are so moved by beauty in the world if you're like I'm, I was going on a walk and I saw like this mm. the shape of this leaf and it was just like you were just like moved by that wait that literally yeah. happened to me <laughs> <laughs> I was praying I was praying the glorious <laughs> mysteries and I got to the descent of the Holy Spirit and I looked down and I saw this leaf and I didn't connect this at the time but I looked down and I was like that leaf looks exactly like a tongue of like fire mm. like and I and then I was like Oh, descent of the Holy Spirit. I was like, that's the Holy Spirit in this leaf. It's actually on my desk upstairs. I took it inside with me. But yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you have the gift of prophecy. Yep, and that's it. That's but no, fun. but like, yeah, so that's the way that God like loves you. Because I don't walk around nature and I'm not like, like I'm moved by mountains and things like I, it's beautiful. But like, 
that affects you. Um, I beauty affects you. I feel like for you too, Kelsey, like the amount of times you have information. <laughs> this is really, this is now pick apart Kelsey's prayer life. Um, Kelsey and I were college roommates our senior year. And the amount of times that you would come home and sit down and you'd be like, I met the most interesting person today. And you, mm-hmm. you, she befriended a Boston cop our senior year. <laughs> They're like BFFs. Um, listening. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> and, you know, there's another time in the past year like you were walking along the river and met this old man who was this artist and you were like mm-hmm. interacting and you just come home you know people that I would like give a curt nod to and kind of be like all right hello you are also in this presence so like moving on mm-hmm. like you have these phenomenal relationships with them and are able to cultivate that and not only do I think that's a gift like I feel like you always have like see God in those moments mm-hmm. Woman friendships, am I right? (laughs) You don't know how you relate to God. We will tell you for you. (laughs) How about you, Case? Mm -hmm. I feel like (laughs) a lot of times, I was just reflecting on it as you guys were talking, but I feel like a lot of times God knows that I need humor to get over Mm. myself sometimes. (laughs) And it's funny because I didn't make the connection until right now that it's the same way that Ben deals with me a lot of the time. (laughs) If I get really... Don't don't let Ben listen to this. Yeah, he's like, yes. No. Yes, my husband, Ben. Um, But whenever I get like stressed or overwhelmed ben will like crack a joke and he like won't stop until i actually like laugh or smile to like get over whatever i'm like like needlessly stressing about and it seems like so similar in the way that like sometimes god responds to me Mm. and it's not in a way where it's like like god can be sassy with me but not in a way where i'm like oh we have such like a sassy relationship It's not, like, irreverent in any way. It's, like, I oftentimes just go to him literally, like, this is happening, and I don't know what to do, and I'm kind of stressed out about it. And I think I've told you guys about this particular instance before, but it was around the time that we were planning our wedding. And so finances are a big thing that you just talk about and think about a lot. So I had brought it to prayer, just telling God, like, this is something that has been worrying me, and I don't like love that I'm always worried about this so just help me to trust in whatever your plan is and how you will provide for us and that was my prayer and then I had decided okay I'm gonna open the breviary and pray evening prayer and I opened it and or I it was the readings for that day something like that I opened it and the psalm was the Lord hears the cry of the poor (laughs) and I was just like all right cool (laughs) I was like thank you God for that but I yeah I was sitting in adoration and I think I literally looked up like Jim Halper looking at the camera (laughs) but yeah and I think another way that I was also I didn't realize until right now when you guys were talking the way that God has always kind of like communicated with me through par- through prayer is through feeling and that's difficult because it's very hard to put into words mm-hmm. but one of the, like one of the first times i remember like feeling god's presence was on my own confirmation retreat and the people leading the retreat had just started by telling us in a little bit of an introduction you know this whole weekend will be what you make it just try to be open to God and open to his presence in your life. Mm. And I had always, you know, heard people say and kind of understood that sentiment of like, God is here and God is always with you. But I had never really thought about it very deeply. 
And so I think that was the first time that I thought about like God being there, like with me in every moment. And so we actually had adoration that first night. Um, and it was before they had exposed the Eucharist, but I sat there and I just thought to myself, God help me to know that you are here. And it was like immediately, it was like something enveloped me and like warmth and like, mm. yeah, I could just like feel it like spread through my whole body. And I was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> there's that. And I've just had very like specific moments in prayer like that where I just feel like God is like pushing me or holding me or doing something to me in some way whenever I need it or whenever I am asking for it. So, and that's very difficult to explain to people. <laughs> just like, yeah, uh, my prayers are through feeling and it's just like, okay, you sound crazy. Um, Is that like a girl thing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. But I think it's important just like in hearing how God is in relationship with everybody it's so different for every single person and I think that's kind of like when I was thinking about this story and and the idea of having a personal relationship with God um, it's important to remember that it is unique with every single person and you can't compare one relationship to the next because again you wouldn't exist if your unique relationship didn't have meaning um, yeah, because I think it's easy to listen to some of these things and be like, well, I don't experience the feeling, mm-hmm. so I'm not holy enough, which is just so not mm-hmm. true. It's just like, Lord's like, no, I, we're going to have our own thing, you know? And um, I think for our listeners, like, it's really easy to listen to a bunch of women talking about, like, this is what God does for me. Yeah, and I just, I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, I have nothing. But I think it's a, this is a good challenge. Like, where is God? calling you into deeper like personal relationship or like where have you seen it before you know I think that's a good question to ask because if you know say you're a listener right now and you're hearing all of this and it's like I feel like I have never had a personal encounter with God Mm -hmm. like what would you tell that person are you breathing (laughs) (laughs) I mean it like you woke up this morning like you have a personal relationship with God even if you don't know it, because uh, this keeps coming off up. Um, <laughs> not up here. Sorry. This keeps coming up. Your, your lid's about to go off. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Let's do it. Not a hair falls off your head without God allowing it to. Mm-hmm. And then I think about when I brush my hair in the shower. <laughs> yeah. So much hair. <laughs> and I'm just like, sometimes I'm just like, that's a lot of hair you just approved, you know? Like, that's a lot. <laughs> but it's like... What, Imagine God with the hair button, like... Slams all the keys But just, if you're breathing, like, you're breathing because... God willed it. Yeah, exactly. Truth. Yeah, something someone said to me once is, like, you're loved into existence. And just that idea of, like, you're not formed, you're not made, you are literally loved into existence. Um, has kind of stuck with me. Mm. I think one of the things that's helped me, because I remember like hearing in college, this is when I was kind of in the midst of developing my faith. And I'd hear other people say like, oh, they had these really great encounters with God. And again, I was comparing myself deeply. But one of the things I was like, you know, the fake it till you make it kind of thing. I was like, Lord, I am just going to pretend like I am the best Catholic in the world right now. (laughs) But, you know, and I had friends who would go to daily mass every day. And I was sitting in the Catholic Center and 
daily mass was right there. So I'd just go up with them and just like staying close to the sacraments. And we, you know, I teach second grade CCD and this is something that we tell the second graders all the time is if you, you know, if you didn't talk to your best friend for a year, would you still be best friends? If you didn't talk to them for a week, would you still be best friends? And like, if you want to be close to God, you have to not only talk to him in prayer, but also just spend time with him. And I think that's really, if I were to point to like anything that's helped helped me deepen my relationship with God was just kind of that fake it till you make it attitude. And I look, you know, looking back, I can say five years later, oh, wow, like going to daily mass in college and continuing to go to daily mass post-college, like really transformed my prayer life, even though, you know, there were plenty of days where it was like, I went to daily mass and I feel nothing now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like God is here, but looking back, it was like, oh yeah, no, that was, he was moving in big ways in my heart. And that's a big thing, um, feeling. Like I think um, sometimes we can think back to a time when we felt God's presence. And sometimes we need that kind of like to reignite that fire. Like I was getting kind of, hmm, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. And then suddenly like I just had this experience that'll hold me over for a little bit, but (laughs) (laughs) like a day. Um, But then just understanding that and and same with love and like in marriage and in just like loving your neighbor. It's like it's not always a feeling. You're not always Mm -hmm. head over heels giddy and like butterflies in your stomach when you see your husband, but you love him. You choose to love him every day. And with God, like we're not always going to feel him, but he's still there. And um, one thing I struggle with a lot in prayer is keeping quiet and letting God speak to me because I like to talk and <laughs> I'm and I tell God this. I'm like, well, here I go again. I'm not shutting up. And I know you're trying to speak to me, but I just I, I can't. And then I'll like just let everything out. I'm also like kind of an anxious person. Not kind of. I am an anxious person. <laughs> and my thoughts are like always going. Um, and I feel like I never give God the chance to speak. And I'll like talk to him for half an hour or whatever. And then I'm like, all right, your turn. <laughs> And then two minutes later, I'm like, all right, well, got to go. Um, and then I realized that God knows that about me. And then he speaks to me or like communicates with me through other people. And so, you know, maybe I was talking about like lately I've been talking, I've been praying a lot about um, finding um, community of women, like young mothers, because I feel like I don't have any friends right now that I'm close to that, like have a child or expecting a child or anything like that. And so I feel kind of lost and like a little bit isolated in that way and um lately it's like I've just met this woman who's told me about this other woman who's told me about this group who's told me and it's just insane and now I was sitting there today being like whoa where did this come from like now I have all these places to turn to and it's God like showing me that he's listening and he's communicating with me but maybe I didn't let him speak while I was praying and he just has to like speak to me through others That's so cool. Yeah. And it's not like he's like, oh, you weren't listening. I guess I'm not going to tell you. It's like, no, I'm going to speak to you in the way that you can hear me. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On that note, maybe we should wrap up and and give our listeners our little nuggets of fun. (laughs) (laughs) So if any of you um, are struggling to see the ways in which God is showing you love at this time, um, Maybe think about a way in which um, you have felt loved today or maybe you felt at peace today or something just brought a smile to your face. That can be God communicating with you.
So a practical challenge that we have to go along with that is to just take time at the end of the day to reflect and really point out um, those moments during your, your day where you saw God in the little details and the specific ways that he was loving you. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Daughters is a production of Grexley. To see more of our episodes or to find out about other great podcasts, visit www.grexley.com. That's G-R-E-X-L-Y. We'll see you next time.